Welcome to Minute 44, The Great Escape Minute, the daily podcast where we dig into The Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and once again, Tom is still uh, in the cooler this week, so hopefully he'll be back on Sunday, on Monday. And uh, joining me today, once again, is uh, Tyson Ferris, filmmaker and podcaster. Welcome back, Tyson. Oh, hey, everybody. All right, well, Minute 44 begins with uh, McDonald raising some concerns and goes all the way till night falls on the compound. So this this minute actually continues uh, the conversation from uh, the previous minute, what we discussed yesterday. Danny is explaining to everybody about his plan for how he's going to dig the tunnel uh, under the, the stove. Then they, yesterday we had a very fascinating discussion about bathroom tiles, you know, and how they decorated the, the barracks in the prison camp. Basically, it's it's interesting that 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 Mac, ha, you know, has some concerns at the the fact that they're going to be dealing with taking the tiles from the other things. This is going to be a little bit tricky. Apparently, you know, Henley is is confident enough that uh, they don't really need to worry about it. Uh, and and the response from from Willie is is great, which is something that that you'd think Mac would have known already, because his Willie's response is, he says, "Well, it's going to be tricky, not when you're organized." <laughs> And that's what this whole movie's about. The movie's about, you know, a, a group of POWs that, that are just organized. They know what they're doing. I mean, this has been mentioned numerous times that this movie is pretty much a heist movie. You know, one of the, the first of its kind, which has been copied so so many times over the next years since this movie came out. You know, each of the characters has their own specialty, and they're all working together for the one goal of, you know, breaking the bank, or in this case, actually breaking out of the... the yeah, camp. I mean, every, you know, everybody has their own superpower. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Completely. You get the scrounger, the forger, you know. Um, but yeah, I like how you just... Bring, they basically, they out-organize the Germans, basically. <laughs> Correct, and 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 this is this is a movie that actually shows the doesn't show the Germans in an evil uh, manner. They 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 try to to show it in. They try to. It's show very matter of fact. The portrayals. Uh, it's just just they they yes. they have us captured, yes. and we're the ones that are captured. And that's about the extent of it. Yeah, that's right. Uh, there's there's no they they they're never tortured you know, like like in other movies where we've seen. You know, uh, POWs being tortured by the by their captors and stuff like that. That that doesn't happen here. They they have I guess somewhat cordial conversations with them. You know, even when talking about gardening or uh, being able to sit out the war uh, as comfortably as possible. You know, things like that. Again, they're organized. There's no question about it. For, for the fact that Willie has to say this to Mac is is a bit surprising. Mac is part of the top echelon of yeah. of Big X of of the X organization. You know, so it, it's interesting uh, that he does it. And then, you know, to, yesterday we discussed the fact that there were, you know, there are eight people in the room. Now they have a ninth show up. You know, Roger shows up. You, you, you'd think that, you know, someone might get suspicious that there's so many people that are that, that are in the middle of the day uh, mm -hmm. disappearing, especially since they should be keeping an eye on Roger. So I guess not. You know, his, then his big question to Danny is, is okay, is, is the tile that, that, that you're going to break through, is it big enough? Well, when you got more guys, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and Danny's response is that it's perfect. It's right through the middle of the ocean. Meaning you could, they, they couldn't have built this this uh, barracks in a better way than they yeah. did. <laughs> they built it perfectly where they gave us the perfect spot in order to dig down. 
My my whole question is is what's actually underneath this this block, you know, if they're going to be breaking through. I feel like it's it's just a. I, I feel I have always felt like it's just a it's just a cement slab, right? That right because the buildings it, put on yeah dirt yeah. underneath it. What well, well, we've seen in, in one of the first scenes in the movie, you know, where Ashley Pitt looks looks under the barracks. The barracks are all on stilts. Oh, that's right. So so the question is is if. If it's just a slab that they're going to go through, then obviously the Germans, if they're looking under there, they're going to see something. So it has to be that it's something that 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 goes down into the ground itself sure. for them to be able to get through. I mean, they trust it, so it's it's harder to yeah to to try to figure out what it is that they're that that they're doing. You know, it gives it gives one a lot to think about. <laughs> I wonder if they're almost on like foundational like blocks. So you can still see under them, but then maybe there's like these kind of concrete pillars just going down through right. the middle of one of those. But that's a lot of work to have to go through a concrete pillar to 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 get into yeah. the ground itself. Oh, didn't say it was going to be easy to escape. <laughs> I called the easy escape. <laughs> that is true. That is very true. And I think we see a shot of it later, and it's it's a fair bit of concrete that he's gone through, isn't yes. it? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So. No, we see a different one. I don't know if we this one. Oh no, it's the it's the, it's one the in, water the one. The one in the water, right? That one we can see. Yeah, yeah. Do do they show this one when when it actually gets found out? I think so. I think it actually does. Hmm. It's interesting. I'll have to have to have to report back on that. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> then, then Danny. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> then Danny writes uh, the number seventeen on on the the. the I slide. I love this moment. It's fantastic. All right now. Here I'm gonna I'm gonna blow your mind on this one. In the original script, how many were what was originally there? I know you're never gonna be able to guess it, but just give a uh, give a guess. Oh, was, I wonder if it was more. more. Was it more? A lot more. A lot more. Uh, Thirty-two. Uh, Seventy-three. <laughs> okay, that that doesn't seem believable to me. It's probably why it got changed. I'm assuming that's the exact reason it got changed. Not probably. Yeah. Um, why would they even think to 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 write that room that that he's tried to get out seventy three different times? Well, well, and always with tunnels. Like, yeah. At a certain point, you'd be like, "Well, maybe we don't dig a tunnel anymore." Exactly. <laughs> means you're not very good at it. It's it's like in um, in Shawshank, you know, where there's a point where you know that you know he keeps getting caught, so. Then, then you, you, basically the, the the comment that's made to him is, is maybe you should try and find another profession because you're not very good at being a thief. Sure, if, sure. If you're, you're sitting and <laughs> doing seventy three, and you've tried to dig seventy three tunnels unsuccessfully to escape, mm, maybe. Yeah, maybe you're not the exactly. tunnel king you thought you were. <laughs> Even at seventeen, you might yes. be thinking that. Yes. Do you know now, what I, mean? I mean, this is something I looked so. up at the beginning of the the movie when von Luger is going through the dossiers, everyone, and he's telling Ramsey how many escape attempts uh, different people have made. He mentions that Danny has, has uh, escaped four times. So that in itself is already a, uh, an interesting fact, you know? Oh, so that means on the tunnels, at least four of the tunnels have worked. <laughs> Correct. But it, yeah. but it also means that 25% of the time he's been able to get out. So hopefully 25% is considered a high, a high rate, you know, like the, the question is, is, you know, when, when, when they're thinking about building tunnels and, you know, digging tunnels and, and getting out, what percentage 
do they expect to be able to to, to get through and whatnot? You know, they know it's not going to be hundred percent. Sure. So, like, is I I wonder is twenty five percent considered you know a nice ratio, or you know do do they say you know well maybe it only needs to be fifty percent or? Well, they're even doing two. I mean, they're obviously betting on on some failure because they're doing two tunnels. Right. So. No, they're doing three. Oh, they're doing three. That's right. That's right. They're doing three. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're doing three tunnels, then, then you know, the idea is, is that, okay, at least one. So, okay, from that perspective, you could say, okay, it's a 30. They're looking at it. You got a one in three chance. Yeah. So, okay, one in four is, is not so much off. It's not as if you could say that he's a failure if he's only gotten out four times. Yeah. Also, I'd imagine, you know, uh, when you dig in tunnels, I'd imagine there's, there, you might just come across something in the ground that you can't get around. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like if there's a large rock or, you know, I mean, who knows, you know? Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't recall reading either in the novel or in the script of there being some sort of obstruction. I'm just speculating. No, you're right. There, yeah. there is something yeah. to that. Okay. Now, first of all, I did my homework already well, as we were talking. And okay. So, so okay, later cool. on when they actually find Tom, not our Tom who's in the cooler, but uh, Tom, you know, the first tunnel and Draculitz pulls up sure. the tiles and you look, you can see that the concrete block, I would say it's probably about, I would say five or six inches thick. Oh, okay. And then under that, you see the continuation of the, the bricks on the wall can see see that part you can't see anything beyond it so you only see if you're, if you're looking at the the bricks so the the wall continues down below it interesting yeah but again i have no idea what under there you know it's only the the glimpse that we get to see from this very point of when they actually find it so cool that is yeah that's very interesting to, to see okay so we continue with the 17 that Danny has decided to, to write on there. And I, 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 I like the fact that he writes 17 and then the next line is Roger says to everybody, all right, good luck to us. Meaning, all right, you, you're, you're one for four. In yeah, the past. Yeah. Let's hope this changes. It's uh, and I like that there's a, you know, writing 17 on it. Uh, you know, there's a bit of, there's some, uh, kind of superstition going on, you know, like just like the fact that he numbers these and yes, um, and there's yeah, there's so you, you'd think you'd think he'd reach a point where he just doesn't want to number them anymore. Sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I've had enough yeah, of this. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know. There's uh, it's kind of like a you know notch on a bedpost, as it were, you know. Uh, exactly. For you know, for Danny. So anyway, right, and the fact is, this is the first uh, tunnel that they're 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 digging here so by the by the end of this movie he's he's already reached 19 yeah you know, totally 17 18 and 19 yep you know as as we know only one of them is used for them to get out so there it goes again do we, one in three yeah <laughs> um on a different note do we do we get an explanation do we ever get an explanation of the the eye scar uh, on attenborough's character no, not at all not i like that all. i like that it's kind of like the uh, it's kind of like the the rope the rope burn in uh, Inglorious Bastards. You know? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. They, they they show that he's was injured at some point. How and yeah. why it, it leaves everyone's imagination. You don't need yeah. to know it. He's he's uh, war worn. You know? Sure. 
Yeah. He's, he's got that scar. Yeah. I, I like, I like, I love stuff like that in movies. Cause it, it, it makes the audience, you know, do some of the work. Exactly. Know? Correct. And, yeah. and that's what you want them to do. You don't, you don't, you don't need to spoon feed everything yeah. to the, uh, to, to the audience you, you can spoon feed a lot of it but there's certain things to let them figure out on their own well and what's what's great is then that personalizes the the film right because everybody's yes. going to have their mm-hmm. own backstory for that character do you know what i mean correct yes so. it could be it could have happened when he was shot down it could have happened on one on one of his escape attempts yep. it could have been it could have happened when they 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 beat the crowd of him uh you know when he was uh, in the gestapo for three months yep. right now you know it could have there's so many things that could have happened yeah he uh he got too close to a sparkler when he was a kid, you know. Exactly. <laughs> possible. I wonder if the the, the 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 real character that that this is based on, the real person, I wonder if he had some sort of scar. There's his name was Roger Bouchel. Oh, that that be interesting to yes find out. Towards yeah. the, towards the I think the final week, uh, I have guests lined up uh, for each episode of the final week. People that have direct connects to the real Great Escape. And one of them is actually a descendant or a relative of, of, of Roger. So I'll have to try to remember when I, uh, you know, in months from now when I get to him, when I get to, to, to recording with him, if I, uh, you know, remember to ask him if there's any, you know, if there's any truth to, to the fact that he had a scar. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah, that'll be interesting yeah, to find be, out. Yeah, that's fantastic that you're getting those people. That's awesome. yeah. Yeah, that, we we got great people lined up. Not just you. Oh, yeah. You know? I, I assumed I was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> great assumption. Great assumption. That's, but, that, but that's how I like to move through life. It's just assuming I'm the best person. Right. <laughs> no, every they're all the best. That's the thing. The idea. They're all great. Has that? Everyone's, yeah. everyone's They're all they're all great. great in the greatest game. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Fantastic. So at this point, Danny spits on his hands, you know, to to help him with his grip. And then uh, he signals to Haynes, who, once again, we go back to the, the idea of the signals of what we talked about yesterday. And he just taps on the window. And then they give us a great shot. You see four prisoners sitting outside. There's a, a stake in the ground. Two of them are sitting on what looks like maybe a volleyball net or something like that. Or one of them sitting on the net, and the other one is standing right next to it. Looks like there's a, there's a volleyball at, at, at one of their feet. So I, I it... it I guess they can use the excuse that they're building a volleyball court here. Uh, that, Interesting. At least, at least in my imagination, that's what they, yeah. they seem to be doing here. You, you can, and basically the prisoner starts uh, pounding on the stake at a steady pace. Now, first of all, if you look at this guy, he's, he, he looks like he's really strong. He's not like, like a bodybuilder or anything like that, but he still has the muscles and you can see, the way that uh, you know he's he's so you gotta have a lot of stamina to be able to do what they're doing here. Oh yeah, you know the fact that that uh, my, I assume that there are four people there because they're going to take turns of 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 helping out with what they're doing here. I, I I don't know because we never get to see any of them uh, do it beyond now. You know he sets up a, a pace, and I don't know about you, but if I was you know hammering something or whatever, to be able to keep that type of pace for. Uh, a few minutes or whatever it is, is, is just amazing yeah. that they're willing to, to, to think that that can actually Well, and this, this guy looks like he's swung a sledgehammer a couple of times too. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. Well, yes. and I, um, I love conversely when we cut back to Danny, uh, uh, Charles Bronson is really hitting that concrete. Like um, you can actually see yes. bits of it 
flying and you can hear it clattering around the room and stuff, but it's, uh, he really wailing on that. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever hit a pick into solid concrete. It is not pleasant. <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever done that. Never, never had the, uh, the, 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 the need to do so. <laughs> Has that. The, it's just great the way that they, 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 the, the idea of timing both of these to the same, you know, that they're pounding on, on the, uh, the pole, uh, the stake outside with, with the sledgehammer and inside he's using the, the pickaxe to, to break into the concrete and, you know, to do it at the exact same pace to try and uh, hide this. Can you think of any other movie where something similar happens? Oh, there is an, I'm trying to think. In my brain, there seems to be a, a Star Wars moment happens, but I can't quite think of it. Anyway, it's not Star Wars. It's not Star Wars. It's another famous trilogy. It's another famous trilogy. Uh, not Star Wars. Uh, oh, so maybe that's and where Harrison I'm going. Ford is in it. Uh, oh, oh, it's um, oh, it's in the it's in um, it's the freaking stamp gag. In uh, that's what I'm thinking. It's the stamp gag in uh, Last Crusade. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Totally. That's yeah, right. yeah. It took exactly. me. It took me. I, I, I knew you'd get there. It's, that's good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's why. I, that's why. I, that's yes. why it's Star Wars because those exactly. those two it's things used, are inflated used. in my brain, you know, from an early age. <laughs> okay, Harrison. Harrison. Yeah. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford's both of them. That's fine. That's perfectly. Yes, that's the one I was thinking of too. I, I always love the way they do that. Obviously, here they do it a little better because also it's this is used in sure. a serious manner as opposed to in a comic manner. In Crusade, uh, that that's made to, you know just just for the fun of it. I don't I don't think it even needs to be there, but uh, it still adds to the to the funness of of the Last Crusade. Last Crusade is a fun movie. Um, it- some could argue it has a little too much fun, but, uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. Very true. Um, Very fun true. little factoid on that is, uh, that, that, uh, actor that plays the stamp guy, he shows up in another film that same year. He's in the boardroom scene in Batman when the Joker shows up and there's all, really? all the mob bosses. He's one of the mob bosses and it was, they were both filmed in, in, in in the same studios, so oh wow! Uh, so he was just like this day player. Nobody knows this guy's name. Nobody you literally knows can't, his name. You can't. They can't. They can't find it. It's nowhere on the internet. Like knows who this guy is, and he shows up in these two films, and then that's like, isn't that crazy? <laughs> Wait a second, you're telling me that in in uh, IMDb they don't have anything about they they don't. Wow. That really is. Isn't that wild? Wait a second. Here it is. In, in IMDb, <laughs> it says his name is Albert Ivansky. He plays the librarian. Really? And, he's, and you're right. He's he's in well, Batman as Crime Lord for number wh- three. And he's in two. A- yeah. Well, for a while, this guy, this must have just happened because for the it longest time, this guy was unidentified. Be, he's got two other movie credits. Uh, oh. in, uh, they're all, all, all four of them are uncredited. He, he's also in Young Tuscanini. He plays Comparsa. I don't know who that is. And he plays Albert Einstein in Bullshot Crummond from 1983. Absolutely no idea. I've never heard of Yeah, of I can see the Einstein yeah, thing, though. And, and he, he passed away yeah. two years afterwards in 1991. Uh, so his his career short lived at the end of his career at the end of his life. 
Yeah, well, well, I'm glad they finally found out who the guy was because for the longest time, this guy was just he's in these two giant movies in 1980, 1989, and, and just nobody had any idea. So that's they finally solved that. He was seventy. He died when he was seventy five, so he was seventy two, seventy three when he made the the, the last crusade. Um, okay, Why? back to the Great Escape and. Uh, <laughs> After that, that, that slight uh, hey, deviation. That's what these are yeah, all about. It's no, enough. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. fine with it. That's not a problem. And then uh, Henley asks Mac, uh, "Why 17?" Which again, this is information for the audience. It's not information for well. It's actually it's also information for Henley in general. You know, it's to, yeah. to let us know what the number 17 is. Because oh, this is the 17th t- tunnel that Danny started. Okay, that's actually a good point. Also, it's the 17th he started. You know, how many has he finished? <laughs> sure. Yeah, because if they get found out, yeah. Yeah. And Danny continues to use the pickaxe and tries to... He really is hitting it. That's amazing. You know, that's a... He's I mean, not, he's you not can acting. literally see... Con- he's... <laughs> no, I mean, he's slamming yeah. into that thing. Like... <laughs> and you can actually see bits of creep flying around. Wow. Like, uh... Now, in, in, in the... I think it's in the script that mentions it. That basically the the way they created the, the the pickaxe was with a they used a baseball bat. It was it was a baseball bat filled with oh okay with actually maybe it's in the real now that I think about it maybe it was in the actual you know the the story by uh, by Paul Brickhill. Yes, here we go. It says that uh, the way that they here. In order to get through the solid brick and concrete to to reach the earth, someone had souvenired an old pick head, which the Russian workman had used, and Crump fitted a baseball bat in it for a handle and bashed into the brick and concrete. It kicked up a hell of a ringing noise, exactly like a pick biting into brick and concrete, and it was obvious to to two of the guards, and every ferret within half a mile would uh, galloping up inquisitively at any moment. So they, they, they obviously had to they there. There's half a dozen diversionists gathered outside the window, hammering at bits of tin and wood, making innocent things like baking dishes as noisily as they could for a couple of days while they sweated with the pick until they cleared away to the earth. That's interesting. Uh, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So the real the real life version is pretty much like what's happening here. So Yeah. Except yeah. it took them a couple of days. I'm assuming uh, they didn't do this for a couple of days. Yeah. And the minute basically ends where uh, we, we get to see uh, the compound at night. And then, uh, you know, the, the the fade into that is just amazing, the way that they do it. You know, you see him, him working the pickaxe, and then everything just becomes dark. So it's, it's a nice, uh, the way that he does that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, yeah, that's all. As far as, uh, sometimes those, especially in these older films, those can be a little, uh, you know, those are all done with optical printers and stuff, and they can be a little glitchy. But this is uh, really a beautiful uh, fade that they have here. Yeah, no question about that. So one of the things I actually wanted to mention about this this this, uh, this minute is, you know, the the fact that Charles Bronson is uh, predominantly shown here through this whole thing. So twelve years later, Charles Bronson was in a movie uh, in 1975 called Breakout, where he he, he was uh, he was he needed to to get out of a uh, out of a prison. And he started it with his then wife, Jill Ireland, who at point when they were making this movie was the wife of a different actor in the movie, uh, David McCollum, who 
Charles Bronson actually met her on the set, and that's where uh, their affair started. Which uh, years later they would, they, a few years later, get married. So at one point in the movie, he uh, Charles Bronson asks his character asks Jill Ireland's uh, character if they're going to build two tunnels in in case one of them is discovered. Nice. <laughs> which uh, which which is a great great connection between these two movies. Uh, you know, Bronson deals with uh, trying to escape. I, I still haven't seen Breakout. I hope to see it one day, just to see the comparisons between it. You know, between the way that they do this. Do you have anything else for this minute? I think we covered it. All right. Excellent. Do you want to once again tell people how they can uh, contact you? Yeah, yeah. you can uh, listen to me yammer on about Jaws at the Real Jaws Minute. And, and then we get a new one coming out called Bad at Movies where we one of us hasn't seen uh, – one of us is seeing the film we're talking about for the very first time. So. All right. Sounds like fun. So while you're doing that, you can go rate, review, and subscribe on any podcast they might be using to listen to this uh, podcast. You can uh, go to our website, thegreatescapeminute.com. Facebook group is The Cooler. Our email address is thegreatminute at gmail.com. And you can contact us on Twitter at greatescapemxm. So you come back tomorrow and finish off the week with us? Absolutely. All right, great. So we'll see everyone tomorrow. Until then, tally-ho. Tally-ho. Tally-ho.